2: Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection by diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can you imagine? And he's going to come back tonight with another segment Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. You know it's a lie. You've admitted it's a lie.
3: Don't mess with their narrative. (laughs) That's Chuck Schumer on the Senate floor this morning. There he is calling on Fox News to censor Tucker Carlson. These people, they love them some censorship. If it doesn't square with their false narrative, blot it out. Blot it out. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. To get to the live stream of this, just uh, just go to the Trumpet Daily or TrumpetDaily.com. That's it. TrumpetDaily.com takes you to the live stream page, and you can also uh, watch these programs after the fact where they're posted on that same uh, URL page of course at our our main website thetrumpet.com you can get to all of these programs and so much more the 800 number for any and all literature that we offer freely on this program that would be 1866-930-3024 so schumer says it was one of the most shameful hours of television ever Tucker Carlson just showing footage, never before seen footage, more footage of what actually happened on January 6. NBC tweeted out, "Tucker Carlson with newly released video provided to him by Speaker McCarthy falsely portrays the January 6 riot as a peaceful gathering." <laughs> That's what these these are the same people, by the way, that even as Minneapolis was going up in flames, They said the protesting then, in the summer of 2020, it was mostly peaceful. So Tucker Carlson comes along and says, you know what, actually, January 6th, it was mostly peaceful, and he's right. If ever there was a a terminology that you could use to describe January 6th, it would be mostly peaceful. And yet, these communists in the corporate media, these communists in Washington, D.C., these communists are outraged That Tucker would dare say, you know, it was a mostly peaceful gathering. Look at this. What parts of his show last night did he get wrong? How about if Schumer went through it, or NBC for that matter? How about if they went through it line by line and said, no, actually this, they got wrong. Instead, they just come out and say, they say Tucker's lying. Lie, they're experts. You notice they're experts on what's truth. And what's a lie? Your Bible says that in these last days, truth fails. Truth fails. That's in Isaiah 59 and verse 15. Let me just read it to you. It says, yes, truth fails. And he that departs from evil makes himself a prey. See, Tucker had to be very careful. He did a a pretty good job. I think the commentary could have been harder hitting, but at least he's showing it. At least his producers are going through it. At least we're getting to see it. But you can tell he had to be very careful. He, he said that uh, he got no pressure from the higher-ups at Fox, but you can see Schumer there calling on Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch's already blotted out Trump. So he certainly has the power to just blot out stories that he doesn't like. All the others are doing it. Truth fails, and he that departs from evil makes himself a prey. It says, And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. It displeases God when he looks at our nation today. and He doesn't see judgment. He doesn't see truth. He he just sees lies. And why is that? Well, because Satan, Satan the devil, is the god of this world, and he is the father of lies, as it says over in John 8 and verse 44. There's no truth in him. Twenty-six months 26. It took 26 months, and now we see as many as nine Capitol Hill police. They're just giving the Viking hat guy a guided tour. Now, the Viking hat guy is in prison right now. For four years, he will be. And the police on that day, with one of the ones that supposedly led the insurrection, not Ray Epps, no, no, not the one who said, we need to go into the Capitol, but the Viking hat guy. They escorted him in, they gave him the guided tour, he passed police officer after police officer, and he's in jail. He is in jail. He was praying in the Senate chamber, so he needs to be behind bars. He's a a Navy veteran. He served his country. Leave aside the weird attire and whatever else he was into, QAnon shaman, whatever that means but he served his country in the military. And he's four years behind bars. So what part of it, what part of all that footage, as Tucker said, the video pretty much tracked his every step once he was in the Capitol, the QAnon guy. So you look at it and you see all of these police officers trying to get him into the chamber, trying to open doors. Some of them were locked and then they took him around. We've seen the footage already of him in the chamber where the security officer comes in and says, hey, this is a sacred place, just be careful, treat it with respect, and they did. So many of them did. Tucker showed footage of ones that were actually picking up, picking up some of the the tables or the furniture that uh, some of the vandals did knock over. How come we didn't get that story from the January 6th committee? How come Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney how come they didn't tell us all of this about the Viking hat guy? Because they're corrupt. They're lawless. They're liars, all of them. And then how rich is it for Chuck Schumer to get up in his, his self-righteous, sanctimonious speech this morning and to say, Tucker Carlson is lying. Rupert, you better, you better prevent him from getting into this again tonight now. Blot him out. Censor Tucker Carlson what a time we're, we're living in. It's exactly the way Isaiah describes it in uh, chapter 59. Listen to some of the talking heads as they reacted to Tucker's uh, segment. Actually, it was the entire show almost last night, clip seven.
0: Okay. I, it just shows how little um, Tucker and Fox News think of their audience, that they could play a tape that is so edited, right? And only mention the part that's convenient for his argument forgetting that we've all seen the rest of it and we all know the big story he can just say they're just sightseers which is like saying pearl harbor was just an air show (laughs) i mean it's, it's absurd this is a joke you should not call fox news news because anyone editing film and footage like this and then lying to viewers' faces is in the entertainment business, and not even
1: particularly entertaining at that. What's so key here is that he helped Tucker Carlson try to rewrite history by giving him this surveillance footage—surveillance footage that he denied to actual news organizations—and now Tucker Carlson's back at his usual game of of trying to—I uh, mean, not even trying to—of lying to to his audience about uh, the events of that day. It's terrifying. It feels like a Soviet system or, you know, the way the Nazis would build a Potemkin village. Tucker Carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh, 1-6. It's just a, a, a kind of rewriting of history at the most dangerous level. It's it's a huge threat to our republic. Yes, it's disgusting. I mean, look, you know, the sad thing is you're going to have people that have only gotten their news on Fox News that are never going to have the opportunity to hear the truth. Is he, takes, he, he takes a cut scene and creates a straw man. So you look at like, okay, one of the things he said, Josh Hawley was running, yes, but so was every other member of the Senate. Like, okay, yeah, because there was violence that day. He said, Officer Sicknick didn't die at the riots. He was walking around at the end of the riots, at the end of the insurrection. Nobody ever claimed that Officer Sicknick died that moment. But unfortunately, people are never gonna see the truth because I think we set history straight on the committee in terms of saying that we've hidden this footage, oh, we had one of the most transparent uh, hearings in history with the most footage we've ever shown in history. And every single, almost, uh, witness that came in front of us was a very partisan witness. They were all Republicans that came in front of this committee.
2: <laughs> I like how you turn that. Um, what do you think of Kevin McCarthy? I mean, come on. Yeah, Kevin
3: McCarthy, he gave Tucker the footage, so he's part of rewriting history Rewriting history in a way that's uh, on the most dangerous level, says the documentary filmmaker. And then there's Kinzinger, for his part, saying that, look, it's uh, selectively edited. And, uh, okay, Josh Hawley was jogging, and, uh, but there were others jogging, too. Well, why in the committee hearing did you just isolate Hawley for that two or three second period and then run it on a continuous loop? over and over again to show how Holly, he stirred up the insurrection, and yet he was a coward because he was afraid of the insurrectionists. That's what they wanted you to believe. In fact, the Capitol Hill police was ushering everyone out and telling them to hurry. Holly was in the back. He was like one of the last ones to come jogging through. What about Sicknick? There's Adam Kinzinger saying, nobody ever said that he died at that moment. That's exactly what they said from the very beginning. The the New York Times said his head was bashed in by an insurrectionist with a fire extinguisher. Later on, he died because of the bear spray. And then the the story just kept changing. Oh, by the way, the, the New York Times quietly retracts it later on. We find out that Sicknick died the next day of a stroke. They, they lied from the beginning to establish this false narrative. And the narrative just blew up last night. It's exposed as a fraud, a hoax. Really, it was exposed long ago. And I'll take you through the, some of the, 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 the talking points from our program. Uh, two years ago, January 7th, the day after it happened, if you were listening to this show and, and a few other sources like Revolver News, Darren Beatty and his team, Tucker gave the documentary or revealed the documentary on January 6th, months after that. So the truth is out there for those that want to see it, for those that want to know the truth. But you can see how sensitive this is for Chuck Schumer and company. They don't want this footage out there. They don't want for you to see the whole story. They don't want their narrative to collapse, so they're calling on Rupert Murdoch to censor Tucker, to cover it up, like they've done with so many other things, so many other stories. So we learned that the Viking hat guy, he certainly wasn't leading an insurrection. In fact, he was given a guided tour by the Capitol Police. We learned that Sicknick, he was walking around, apparently he looked very healthy the day before he died, he died tragically the next day, but it wasn't connected to the protest at all. And how many, even high ranking politicians, how many have gone on and on and on about the police office? And this was important to establish the narrative, as Tucker brought out last night, because it, it had to be a deadly insurrection. It had to be a deadly one. And you couldn't, of course, you couldn't put it on Ashley Babbitt because she was a Trump supporter who got gunned down in cold blood. So they had, they had to establish the fact that the police, that's right, they love the police now. The police were being murdered, not just Sicknick. So many of them have said, leave aside the shrine for Sicknick for a moment. What are they up to now, five or six officers that died in the insurrection? They lie. They lie to your face. And when the narrative is exposed as a lie, they, they call upon the higher-ups to just blot it out, to just not even let the footage see the light of day. Here's Tucker from his opening last night, clip five.
4: But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen, and that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, They controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington.
1: Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many people as possible.
3: Boy, we played that 60 Minutes clip for you a couple years ago. They wanted to arrest as many people as possible. It was all a setup to go after the Trump supporters like they've been doing for two years, more than two years. It was all meant to cover up the real insurrection, which happened on November 3rd. And, you know, Tucker alluded to that last night in a very carefully worded phrase. We'll play it for you later. But, yep, yeah, that's right. They they set up this hoax, this insurrection hoax, to cover up the fraud, the obvious fraud that some senators like Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, were prepared to expose on that day in Congress. But because of the insurrection, well, so many of the Republicans caved in to CNN and the Democrats. They caved into the communists. And now here we are, 26 months later, and we're finally getting around to the fact that the Viking hat guy didn't do anything wrong. He was invited in. And now he sits in prison. We find out Sicknick's walking around as healthy as ever. Nobody heard him during the protest. Nobody. Now we have the footage. This probably the most overt lie was exposed as well. This this Barry Loudermilk. He's a, a Republican representative. And they said about him, that he was conducting this sort of reconnaissance mission the day before on January the... F- they don't go after Ray Epps, who the day before said, we need to go into the Capitol. But they, they say that Loudermilk had some MAGA supporters, and they were scoping the place out the day before. And that was exposed as a total lie. And the thing about it is, that lie made it all the way through the January 6th hearings and into the January 6th committee Report! The report just came out in in December. The lie made its way. It had strong enough legs to walk through 26 months. And Tucker finally exposes it as a lie. It was a lie from the very beginning. Loudermilk was just there with a few of his constituents, and they weren't even in the Capitol. They were in government buildings down the street. Unbelievable. These people... Josh Hawley jogging with the crowd. Ray, X, Ray Epps exposed as a liar. Tucker has the timestamps. He tweets to his nephew or, or, or texts his, his nephew saying, I orchestrated this. And then under oath, I assume, he's with the committee later saying, well, you know, that's just kind of bluster. I, and by the way, I was back at the hotel by the time I texted that. He lied. He wasn't. He was still around the Capitol. Play that footage of Ray Epps. Is that number 10?
0: Tomorrow! We need to go into the Capitol! Into the Capitol! Peacefully! Tomorrow?
1: I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need we what need we to say? go. I'll say it. all right We need to go in. It's that direction! Yeah. We spread the word! Alright, no, okay. Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When
3: we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get it's shot. Can
1: arrest us all?
3: Epps was right there when they breached the perimeter. They, get, they pushed through the fencing. This is from Revolver. It says, It would be one thing if Epps repeated calls on January 5th to go into the Capitol had simply amounted to bluster, but Epps followed through on his stated mission to shepherd others inside. In clips four through six of the above compilation, we just played you the compilation, we see Epps actively orchestrate elements of the very first breach of the Capitol barricades at 12:50 p.m., while Trump, Trump still had 20 minutes left in his rally speech. Trump wasn't even done speaking when, when that happened. What you saw there, them pushing through the barricades, and there's Ray Epps. It's all in motion. It's all in motion before Trump even finished with his speech. The narrative, remember, is that Trump incited. The riot. Trump incited it because of his dangerous rhetoric. That's the narrative. But when the narrative collapses, well, you get to hear speeches like Schumer on the Senate floor this morning. Lies, 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 lies. Tucker, now Tucker's lying. Tucker just shows some footage. So here's Ray Epps. And the thing of it is, Kinzinger and Cheney see Ray Epps as an ally. He, he's, he's one of their own. He's a member of the team. And there he was inciting the, the, the riot, the way they refer to it as. They, they call it a riot. Okay, let's play along. Then why isn't Ray Epps in jail? Instead, it's the Viking hat guy. Okay. Miranda Devine, she says, regarding Tucker's report last night, newly revealed surveillance footage. From January 6th shows two Capitol Police officers escorting Jacob Chansley. He's the Viking hat guy. The behorned so-called QAnon shaman who has come to symbolize the riot through the halls of the Capitol and to the very door of the U.S. Senate. He has come, listen now, he has come to symbolize the riot. This guy, the Viking hat guy. That's why he's in prison for four years says here, the footage aired on Tucker's show shows the officer closely following Chansley as he wandered the corridors of the Capitol, bare-chested and wearing face paint and a luxuriant fur-, fur hat with Viking horns. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape, says Carlson. The tapes show the Capitol police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guide. So... When you watch all this on footage, I mean, exactly what part of it is a lie? How is, how is Tucker lying? The people lying are the ones responsible for putting him, putting him in prison. I don't even think the judge allowed some of this footage that, that we now see to be shown in court. It's unbelievable. What a travesty of, of what a miscarriage of justice this is. And, and he's just one case. Just one case. It says here, Chansley, a 33-year-old Navy veteran from Arizona has been jailed for almost four years for obstructing an official proceeding. How can you look at any of this footage and say he was obstructing an official proceeding, and for that he gets four years? Here's what Tucker had to say about the, uh, the QAnon guy, the, the Viking hat guy, clip one. And at the center of it, the
4: single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed.
2: Shoot him. Yes. Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States head. if he was dressed like bin Laden, would you have shot him?
4: Shoot him. Shoot him. It makes you wonder, who are the violent extremists here? Not Jacob Chansley, and the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage.
3: You never would have known it. Never mind, though. I mean, he's, he's in prison. That's what counts. That's what matters. Steve Schmidt there saying, shoot him. Shoot him. He needs to be shot. That guy who just walked through the halls of Congress with the police escort. Listen, if he was responsible for obstructing an official proceeding and the Capitol Hill police were guiding him through, then how are they not guilty of obstructing the proceeding as well? It's all a hoax, isn't it? It's all a hoax. It's been exposed as a lie, a big lie, to cover up the even bigger lie that everything on November 3rd was above board. Everything was just perfect. I mean, these are big, we've talked about painting in big, bold colors. These are big, bold, audacious lies we're talking about and they love their precious narratives. Here's what Tucker had to say about Sicknick, and here again, you, you, could, you don't need to, to dig that deeply into this to see how important Sicknick was to this narrative from the beginning. It needed to be a deadly insurrection. Here's clip two. A deadly insurrection. Everything about
4: that phrase is a lie. Very little about January 6th was organized or violent. Surveillance video from inside the Capitol shows mostly peaceful chaos. But the slogan worked. The term deadly carries enormous emotional power, which is why they used it. To prove the insurrection was deadly, propagandists pointed to the death of an officer called Brian Sicknick. The mob killed Officer Brian Sicknick, that's what they said. It was their single most powerful indictment of the January 6th protesters and of Donald Trump and of Republican voters nationally. They repeated that claim for years. They are still repeating it. At first, they told the country that Officer Sicknick was murdered with a fire extinguisher. Brian Sicknick, himself a Trump voter, had been transformed without his consent into a political martyr of the left. His memory was shamelessly exploited by the incoming Biden administration. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. The January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know that because they saw this tape. But they refused to release the tape to the public. Why? Because this tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country. Because hiding the truth served their political interest. They lied about the police officer they claimed to revere. If they were willing to do that, then their dishonesty knew no limits.
3: No limits at all. Lies on top of lies on top of lies. Go back, Kinzinger. Go back and look at the media reports saying that this man was slain by the Trump mob, by the MAGA mob. He was beaten to death by MAGA supporters. That's right. That's how they established the narrative, from the very beginning. And there's, there's still politi- prominent politicians today who maintain this, this narrative. The death of sickness. A deadly insurrection. Everything about that phrase, said Tucker is a lie. Everything about it is a lie. Listen to this from, this is the Louder Milk uh, conspiracy. And as I say, this lie made it all the way into the January 6th report that was just released a couple months ago. This is clip nine. How staged and fraudulent
4: was the work of the January 6th committee? Democrats hired a Good Morning America producer called James Goldston to dramatize the footage they released. They even dubbed in audio to make the pictures more sensational, as in a docudrama. The networks carried it all live, as if it were real. But Donald Trump was far from the only target.
0: The enemy is within the House of Representatives.
4: Within hours of January 6, Democrats alleged a conspiracy. They claimed their Republican colleagues had helped to plan the breach of the Capitol building. There was never any evidence this was true, none at all. At one point, the January 6th committee publicly accused Republican Congressman Barry Laudermilk of Georgia of leading a reconnaissance mission through the Capitol building the day before. The surveillance tape that we reviewed shows this story is a lie, and the Democrats on the committee knew it was a lie when they told it. The so-called reconnaissance mission Democrats alleged was nothing more than Congressman Laudermilk giving a guided tour to his constituents from Georgia, none of whom were, quote, insurrectionists. Laudermilk didn't even take the group inside the Capitol building. They walked through a congressional
0: office building down the street. The FBI totally cleared them. The committee knew this before they actually made their accusations against me. They wanted to create this story that would, uh, you know, fit where they wanted the evidence
4: to lead. Despite the video evidence they possessed proving it wasn't true, the committee included the lie in its final report. Protesters, it says dramatically, quote, took a tour of the Capitol with Representative Barry Laudermilk, during which he took pictures of hallways
3: and staircases. If you read the final report, it was a manifesto against Donald Trump. That's all it was. It made it, including his name, it made it into the final report, released just a, a few months ago. So for two years... For two years, they told that lie, and he didn't even take his constituents into the Capitol the day before. Here you've got Ray Epps outside shouting the day before and the day of, we got to go into the Capitol, and he's living free at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. That's right. That's right. And, and milk, guys like him, he's, he's made a target for telling the truth. The Viking hat guy—he's in prison. We had a show. It's—it's it's the day after January sixth, and I mean, who can forget the way that CNN was portraying everything the day of? Of course, we were all—we were all tuning into our TV sets because we were—we were anxiously awaiting these representatives and senators and their their evidence that they were going to show of voter fraud. That's what the whole day was about, going in. But these communists, see, they had another plan. They had had another idea. They had another story that they wanted to dominate the news that day. So they create this insurrection, this fake insurrection. The program we titled on January 7th, the day after, this is January 7th, Uh, 2021, you see the title there of the program, The Siege and the Fake Siege. We called it a fake siege. I mean, the real siege happened on November 3rd. The fake siege. That was January 6th. You talk about tomorrow's news today. Now here we are, like Tucker said, 26 months in, and we're, we're seeing more of the footage that's just bringing this fake narrative down, finally, uh, These are some of the show notes from that show we had the day after, Exposing Evil. It says yesterday's chaos at the U.S. Capitol does not change the facts about fraud in the November 3 election. The violence broke out right in the middle of the first congressional debate over the electoral votes from the state of Arizona. Once the process resumed, several senators surrendered to the radical left and essentially skipped an opportunity to expose fraud. They were intimidated into silence because of the message. The message sent out by Nancy Pelosi and received by CNN and played for all the world to see. And every bit of it was fake. Everything about the so-called deadly insurrection was a lie. It says, what will it take to expose the fraud? That's the Trumpet Daily, the day after. The day after Jan 6, the next part on the show notes, media hypocrisy. The mainstream media called the four hours of chaos at the Capitol building yesterday a coup, an insurrection, a siege, a terrorist attack. The lawbreakers yesterday should be held accountable for their actions, but the same media, shrieking about a terrorist siege on the Capitol last night, were excusing, justifying, and in some cases promoting actions much worse throughout the summer of 2020. That's, a, that's the truth. This is a bit of a truth bomb from the Trumpet Daily the day after. They established the hoax, the false narrative. It says here, remember the burned down police precincts in Minneapolis, the occupied city hall in Portland, the autonomous zone in Seattle, the attempts to burn down a federal courthouse, the looting, the burning, the violence, all of that was just a peaceful protest. Tucker comes along last night and says, "You know what? <laughs> January 6th, the vo- the video footage shows it was mostly peaceful." And Chuck Schumer is outraged. "How dare you? How dare you use our How dare you use our phrase? Look, we'll use mostly peaceful when cities are burning down, okay? This is one last bit. Show notes from January 7, 2021. Capitol Hill Chaos is the subhead. President Donald Trump's Twitter account was suspended was suspended last night after he told the protesters in the Capitol building to stop the violence and go home peacefully. Twitter and eventually Facebook said the video posted by Mr. Trump was on was an incitement to violence. It says the real coup the real coup unrolling before our eyes is against Donald Trump and it's been ongoing since mid 2016. That's the real coup. See, this is the real siege we're talking about here, and it's been going on for years and years and years. And Donald Trump is the target. That there's another outgrowth of this fake hoax, this this fake insurrection. The fact that Donald Trump was censored. He was still the sitting president of the United States, and they blotted him out of Twitter and Facebook and social media. And you know that show right there, the January 7th show? The YouTube fact-checkers, they deleted this show from the Internet, from or at least their channels. They deleted this because, well, we're, we were spreading misinformation by calling it a fake siege. Who is telling you the truth? From the very beginning, even as it was happening, you knew a gigantic, massive fraud was in motion you knew that this was planned we didn't know all the details about the fbi informants and so on ray apps he'd, he'd appear later of course but you knew you knew and now more and more people know this as well listen to tucker from last night this is clip four the real crime they will tell you again and again is
4: not what happened on election day 2020 the real crime is what happened two months later on January 6th when Donald Trump led an insurrection against the duly elected American government. To prove that claim and to divert attention from the details of the presidential election itself, Democrats in Congress impaneled what they called the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack. The point of that committee was to prevent Donald Trump from running for president again.
3: There's Tucker again with a carefully worded statement, but there he is saying, that the real intent here was to divert attention away from the presidential election on November 3rd. That's what all of this was meant to do. The January 6th hoax, the committee investig- the, the sham of a committee that came along later with just two Republicans. That's what Pelosi wanted. They were rhinos, Republicans in name only, Kensinger and Cheney. And they perpetuated this lie, and it continued all the way through to the, the committee, the final report. That the committee released just late last year. Even with the louder milk conspiracy in there. Yeah, they printed it as if it was if as if it was fact. Louder milk, you know, he's he's on a reconnaissance mission because they're gonna take over the Capitol. All of it, all of it lies. All of it now being exposed. No wonder Chuck Schumer sounds so worried and concerned. No wonder he's so sensitive to a one-hour segment on a cable news show. He he is so nervous about these revelations that he wants Rupert Murdoch to blot it out tonight. This is the way they operate. They have control. The bigger the lie, the better. They go on and on about uh, comparing Tucker or McCarthy, certainly Trump, to Nazis and and Hitler. Look Look at what they do. Look at how they lie. There's some real comparisons to Hitler. When you see the way that these people operate, Hitler believed the bigger the lie, the better. And just tell it over and over and over again on an endless loop. Just like the Josh Hawley scene, you know, running through the hall. We got him. We can mock him. We can ridicule him now. It's on tape. Who's selectively editing the tape here? They show you two seconds of Josh Hawley, but not all of the people exiting the Capitol because that's what they were told to do. Who's, who? They get the Hollywood producer, they dub in audio, as Tucker pointed out, and they selectively edit the video. And then Tucker shows a little bit more, and he's the liar. He's the one lying. What an upside-down world this is. I mean, you really can't, as they say so often, you can't make this up. They'll get on the Senate floor today and continue with the lie and continue to say that the other guy's lying, even when he's got the receipts, even when he's got the video evidence, doesn't matter. It just needs to be blotted out. If it doesn't fit in our narrative, look, Rupert, blot it out. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. When we come back, we'll continue with our new Tuesday feature. That would be the news of the work. So we'll have that and probably just a few minutes left for either some emails or perhaps a Bible study segment, we'll see. We'll be right back. The Trumpet Daily.
0: What has happened to the United States of America? The wealthiest, most powerful nation in human history is suddenly divided, weakened, radical. The evil in America has grown powerful, The good has grown weak. The honorable parts of American history are succumbing to a direct, targeted, sustained assault. Someone, something, is dismantling America's history, purpose, and character.
2: Fundamentally transforming the United States of America.
0: Political dysfunction, social strife, economic peril, catastrophic moral failure, fires, attacks, riots, lies. The nation is being attacked, from within, by its own leaders. Powerful elites in government, journalism, academia, and beyond are intentionally, rapidly destroying what America is in order to make it into something else. There is a reason why your nation is crumbling before your eyes. There is a spirit and a specific perpetrator that is attempting to blot out America. Only America Under Attack reveals that perpetrator and the motive and spirit behind him. This newly expanded book shows you the reason why America has changed so dramatically, so suddenly. If you're confused and concerned about what is happening to America, request your free copy of America Under Attack by Gerald Flurry at thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet
2: Daily.
5: Herbert W. Armstrong published Mystery of the Ages four months before his death on January 16, 1986. He called it the best work of his 93 years of life. In 1989, however, Mystery of the Ages was removed from print. The leadership of the Worldwide Church of God, which Mr. Armstrong had established, declared the book was riddled with error. The Philadelphia Church of God disagreed. In January 1997, PCG Pastor General Gerald Flurry decided to print and distribute Mystery of the Ages, copyright Herbert W. Armstrong. Within weeks, the worldwide Church of God demanded that the PCG stop printing Mystery of the Ages. In February 1997, The WCG filed a copyright lawsuit against the PCG in the California federal court. This began a grueling six-year court battle over the right to print Mystery of the Ages and 18 other works by Mr. Armstrong. By late 2002, it looked like all hope was lost. The PCG was headed into the damages trial to determine how much money it owed the WCG. Then a miracle happened. On January 16, 2003, 17 years to the day after Mr. Armstrong's death, the WCG agreed to settle out of court and sell the contested copyrights to the PCG. But negotiations nearly derailed when the WCG insisted on the return of all documents gathered during the case. Mr. Flurry declared that this was a deal-breaker. Based on prophecies in the book of Habakkuk, he believed that God wanted the PCG to write a book about the lawsuit, exposing the WCG. This made keeping the discovery documents absolutely necessary. On February 27th, Mr. Flurry said he was getting his second wind. He was willing to go back to court if the WCG would not back down. Days later, the WCG agreed to allow the PCG to keep the discovery documents. The legal battle officially ended on March 5, 2003. On March 7th, Mr. Flurry announced to the Brethren that the Church now had the legal right to print Mr. Armstrong's books and booklets, Copyright Philadelphia Church of God.
1: And I can tell you now, Brethren, we not only have fair use for all of the 19 works, but we own the copyrights of all of those works, just like Mr. Armstrong did.
5: Today, The Resurrected Work of God carries on Mr. Armstrong's commission of delivering the truth of God to the largest audience possible. To learn more about the PCG's inspiring David and Goliath victory in the court case, request our free book, Raising the Ruins. To learn more about the work and beliefs of the Philadelphia Church of God, please visit pcg.church.
0: Trumpet Daily.
3: Great little summary there. Uh, basically a summary of Raising the Ruins. You saw the the book uh, plugged there at the end of that segment, that News of the Work segment. Uh, and all of that history recounted in Raising the Ruins. You can get to that at our website, thetrumpet.com, or you can call our operators one 930 3024 A tremendous miracle an earth-shaking miracle in the spiritual sense. I mean, that, that really and truly was a David and Goliath miracle, a David and Goliath story going up against the worldwide church of God and all of their resources. And in the end, they came knocking on our door and said, we've got we've to try to settle this out of court. Why? I mean, you're taking us to court for damages. We're going to have to pay you damages after we expose you, of course. They didn't want to be exposed as liars. They didn't want to be exposed as those who were casting truth to the ground and trying to bury it. Joe DeCotch Jr. infamously saying in 1987 that he had a Christian duty to keep Mystery of the Ages out of print. Oh, really? A Christian duty? To just blot it out? That's the way communists think, isn't it? They don't like it. If it doesn't fit within, in this case, their doctrinal teachings, then just blot it out. That's what they did, and God didn't let him get away with it. And so now we have Mystery of the Ages. We have it right here. You can order this. This This was, I mentioned Raising the Ruins. I mean, this is the book that was right at the center of the lawsuit. Mystery of the Ages, Mr. Armstrong came out with this in 1985, and he said, I want it to go to the largest audience possible. And it only had about a two-year run, two and a half years. And these corrupt, lawless theologians, ministers, said, you know what, we've got to get this out of print. We've got to burn the excess copies. We've got to keep it from ever seeing the light of day. We don't want this book out there. We don't want people to be able to study the truth. And so they worked for years and years and years to dismantle everything that Herbert Armstrong had established, everything that he had built. They tore it all down. They destroyed it all. And then they bragged about it later. And then a faithful few, and believe me, we were a little flock at that time, still are in many ways, a little flock of faithful saints In 1996, saying, you know what? We're just going to start printing it. And we'll deal with whatever blowback that comes. And then you have the twists and turns of the the lawsuit. Six years. And then in the end, they they didn't want to go forward anymore. They didn't want to fight for it anymore. Fight for the right to destroy the truth of God. And so they bailed out. And now we have it. And it's not just Mystery of the Ages. It's all of the correspondence lessons. I mean, we've got a a 36-lesson correspondence course. I don't plug it nearly enough on this show. But if you want to get to know your Bible, if you want a program that will serve as an excellent prod every day to delve back into the Word of God, the truth of God, then why not sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong Bible Correspondence Course we got that after the six years of litigation as well. We got the, the autobiography of Herbert Armstrong, huge book of over 1,000 pages. Same thing with Incredible Human Potential, The Missing Dimension in Sex, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, and we could go on all the booklets as well. That was part of our counterclaim. They came at us after we printed Mystery of the Ages. We countersued them and says we're going after 18 more works. And in the end, we got it all. We got it all. And that, what was it, a couple million paid out in the settlement? Some critics looked at that and thought, well, you actually, you kind of lost. A couple million 20 years ago? And we still have all of the literature. We still have the body of works, the body of beliefs. Just like Paul said in Romans chapter 6. We've got the whole, all of the works, and then some. Of course, God has continued to give truth and revelation to this church ever since. What a library. We talk about what we have in that library every day on this show. And as I said at the top of the program, I mean, everything that we offer on the program is offered without cost or obligation. We tried to get Raising the Ruins into some bookstores, Amazon and that sort of thing back in 2006, Uh, just to try to reach a a different audience. But that book that we offer here from our MPC, I mean, it's, it's offered freely, just like everything else. Mystery of the Age is all of it. And sometimes you can maybe not appreciate what is given to you freely. But Mr. Armstrong used to talk about God's truth, and he would say things like, how can you put a price tag on it? It's God's truth, after all. Freely you have received, freely give. That's what Jesus told us to do. And so we do it. We do it. And we know that the support, the financial support needed to print all of this literature, to sustain this beautiful headquarters operation, to grow the work, we know that that support will come in from faithful members, co workers, donors, and it does. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We certainly appreciate you joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.